Welcome to On the Table, a podcast about board games, card games, and tabletop war games. All right, well, welcome back to On the Table Gaming. It's episode 17, and we are super excited. So we've got Don Shelke coming on in just a moment, and we're going the to be Don uh, the, the, the Don, <laughs> you might even say. Um, and uh, we're going to be talking through his experience as an A Song of Ice and Fire player and hearing some tips and talking about his tournament experience. Uh, but before we do that, Josh, you know what time it is. For the rookery? It's time to the rookery. <laughs> all right. Go downstairs to the rookery. All right. Watch out for all the birds in here. Okay. All right. <laughs> there's still, there's, someone's got to be feeding these birds. Um, oh, man. So the big news then uh, is there really isn't any more new news. Uh, but today I did receive my copy of the Free Folk starter set and uh, a unit of Spearwives from Simon Games to review. So uh, thank you so much for sending that my, my way. And I'm really looking forward to uh, making some videos and, of course, getting those miniatures on the table but, uh, say, <laughs> that's say huge news what are you talking about we're getting we're getting amazing. sneak peeks i know yeah, oh gosh and uh I, spoiler already the uh, i supposed to do an unboxing video but I, I already opened the box and looked at the miniatures because oh, they're just so cool <laughs> i couldn't help it and oh, the, the miniature quality so they're awesome this this set is is on par if not better than the the night's watch set and going forward i just i just can't believe how much this game has grown and now we're gonna have four factions and they all play so differently they all look so different man the game is in a good place i think so i mean and with the news last week from that previous raven that you know we've got some more announcements coming up pretty soon where you know we're gonna have release schedules coming up i think that's going to be really exciting this is going to be you know uh, it's like Christmas for Song of Ice and Fire. So we'll be posting lots of information. Check out our YouTube channel, On the Table Gaming. And on Facebook, it's Facebook slash On the Table Gaming. And uh, make sure you're, of course, telling your friends about the podcast. And with that being said, let's jump in and get uh, Don Shelke on the line, our, our tournament expert here, the, the man, the man, the myth, the legend, the uh, reigning, I think, undisputed, can we use that word? Uh, A Song of Ice and Fire, the miniatures game tournament champion. And Don, thank you so much for joining us uh, today. Oh, happy to be here, guys. I love your uh, podcast. I uh, can't wait for it to come out. Uh, each day it comes out. It's on my uh, my, my list, and I, I listen to it first thing as it's out. So uh, thanks for what you thank do. You. <laughs> that's awesome. So uh, for those of you out there that haven't had the pleasure of meeting Don or maybe seeing him talk on, on the Discord, he's uh, really been tearing it up on the uh, Song of Ice and Fire tournament community so far. So before we jump into talking a little about the tournament play, um, Don, could you give us a little bit of a background about your gaming experience and then how you got into a Song of Ice and Fire, the, the miniatures game? I'd love to. Before we get started, I want to say one thing, though, for the record to uh, to Josh and Chase is I'm really not that good. I mean that sincerely. <laughs> I'm not even – I loved your, your last podcast where you guys were talking about After Packs, and uh, it was a huge ego boost, and I, like, let my mom listen to it. And she's like, who are they talking about? <laughs> They're saying – so I'm neither as nice or as good as, uh, as Josh and Chase say. Because if you see me at a de here's what I'm worried about. I'm worried someone's going to see me at Adepticon. They're going to like shit stomp me. And they're going to be like, <laughs> they're going to be like, how bad are Chase and Josh? Are that this guy is good. Like, like, like he's horrible. And Chase and Josh think they're so good. So I'm, I'm not worried about my rep, but I just want to kind of protect you guys. I'm not we really that good. That. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Fair. That's totally fair. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, right, we better so, we we better cancel those uh, custom T-shirts that said "Reigning Champ Don right, Shelton." Maybe let's right. just put those away right now. <laughs> right, it's like it's like the Bills Super Bowl victory championship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so a little bit about me. Uh, my name is Dawn. I uh, live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I work in Boston, Massachusetts, so I super commute back and forth. Um, I'm a lawyer. I have a wife and four kids, so I'm an old dude. And um, uh, have been a longtime painter of miniature war games, but this is really the first game that I kind of played at, like you know, what I consider diving into the play aspect of it, as opposed to just the just the miniatures and the hobby aspect. Uh, so that's pretty much my background as far as miniature gaming goes. There's not much much more to it than that. <laughs> and then uh, you know, I think it's important for everyone to know going into this, uh, you know, where where you stand on some important issues. So uh, what what might be your favorite faction to play as? So I am okay. So I would play um, Moon Boy if, if I thought it would be a one percent chance of winning. So I'll play whatever the best faction or whatever I think is the best faction, the most competitive one. There, I, I like control style uh, uh, gameplay in all games, video games, board games, everything. So um, I feel like uh, the Lannisters are my cup of tea. That's the 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 miniatures that I paint. Okay, um, I can confirm and, that that was the correct answer. So yeah. thank you. <laughs> okay. Although, wait a second, actually, maybe free folk now. I don't know, but I might. I mean, there's something appealing about having just <laughs> masses amounts of cheap cheap units to annoy people. Uh, so uh, th there is definitely that. But I I'll play whatever it takes. I I, I buy all the stuff, so I have everything. <laughs> and then I just uh, I'm I'm painting the Lannisters now. Though, and that's that's what I consider my army right now. Do you play like anywhere locally uh, in the Pittsburgh area, or do you have friends you play with uh, when you're running test lists and things like that? No, I, I literally the only thing I do really to practice is I I do what I call deployment practice. I'll sit around for an hour or two hours and just uh, try and out deploy myself for all the the tricky units like your Brendan Tullys and those guys that really you know matter how to do it. So if I'm working with a list. I'll just try and basically screw myself with like Brendan Tully or some, you know, <laughs> some sure. other range units and just go from there and see to do it. But that, most of my practicing, so to speak, is 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 just first myself. Nice. And, and the reason for that is it's not that I'm like antisocial or anything, but there's not a huge <laughs> scene in either Boston or Pittsburgh. And so and and like me going together and putting, you know, a list together and then going and like throwing up a table and having new player after new player after new player come in. It's great to build the community, uh, but the problem with that is it's also not very good practice for what I'm trying to achieve. So, right, right, so you right. know what I mean? Just walking around and like being like, "Yes, that's how you attack someone." Like I, I'm, I'm at a little bit. I played a little bit more than that, so I don't. Right. I, you know, I, I just don't. It just doesn't help me in that way. It's not that I don't do it. If I do it, it's a public service thing. It's not actually to like try and get so that, better. So I, yeah. I went with the opposite approach. I was like, you know what? At PAX, I'm going to teach some people the game, and I'm going to get some get some early victories in there, and. <laughs> I did a test demo with someone with a Night's Watch set, and uh, he just crushed me so so horribly. I was like, well, that, that didn't work very well. I don't yeah, know. you got to watch just, out, man. You got to watch like... out. <laughs> so, um, now, which which events have you gone to so far? I know we saw you at PAX. You also went to Gen Con, and then you were going to go to uh, Adepticon as well, right? Yeah, so I went to the original CMON Expo. There was no tournament there. and uh, So you're but... undefeated, what you're saying, at CMON. Yeah, 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 CMON Expo. But they did have... I did beat a nine-year-old in the de in the demo game. Actually, <laughs> the cow. Darn it! I couldn't even get to that part. <laughs> actually, to be honest, I I I had the nine-year-old 
uh, so that I could beat him, and then I declared a draw so that I didn't. Nine there we go. It's basically oh, gentleman. Did. Always the gentleman. Yeah, yeah. So we did it, but he was he was uh he was blonde hair. So I played the Stark so he could play the Lannister. I kept calling him Filthy Lannister the game. <laughs> <laughs> with his parents there, so he was laughing. Uh, but yeah, so I was at I was at Seymour Expo, and I went I went just for this game um, to get a chance to play it because that, if you remember, that was before the Kickstarter was shipped. Right. And so yeah. I did that. I got a few games in there. Um, then I went to Gen Con, and that was pretty much my first gaming tournament convention. And it was the same format that they had at PAX, so it's the same way that you covered it there. And I played in the beginner two beginner tournament and then the expert tournament. And so um, uh, I won the expert tournament there. I was three and zero. It was a it was a three game tournament, not the four game like in PAX. And then at um, and then at PAX I went and I played the uh, beginner tournament, and then also played the expert tournament won the expert tournament i went four and oh there so all told um i uh you know been in about 15 tournament games i guess including beginner and export seven of the was tournament format wow so that's it you might be the most experienced uh, I, tournament player that there is right now because i don't think that many people have traveled to all the different yeah I, I i well i i can say that affirmatively because there's only been two tournaments <laughs> so, <laughs> so so yeah and i played in all of them so someone could tie me but uh i don't think there's anyone that, that went to both uh just <laughs> carl went to carl went to gen con and um um uh, uh and pax but he he, he was the organizer he's the organizer not not playing right right now are you now uh heading into adepticon is is coming around the corner right is that coming up pretty soon yeah, that's in I think March. So that's in in mid March, and so as that's in Chicago. As you're prepping for that, is there like any sort of specific faction that you have your eye on playing? Are you going Lannister? Are you looking to kind of go with like a more control build? Or are you exploring some of the new stuff? I don't know. So here's what happened. I had my list all set up, uh, thinking that the Mountain that Rides would be in there, and I was going to run basically a Hammer and Anvil with Knights of the Casterly Rock. Uh, with mountain that rides and then a bunch of guards just to kind of gum up the middle mm -hmm. uh, and then and then and then run Tyrion. I, I like Tyrion the Halfman as my favorite commander. I like the control element he brings and the ability to kind of I'm a big play guy. I like that's why I don't like the Night's Watch as much. It's not because it's because with the units they have right now, even though they're very strong, they don't have those like big play potential They kind of do what they do. And it's, um, you know, there's not a lot of setup. And so I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking the Lannisters, uh, just because I'm most experienced with them. And I, I think that Adepticon, the competition is going to be like, I, I, my goal for Adepticon is not to win it. I, I'd be happy to, but it's not to win it. It's to qualify. So Adepticon, the format that they're doing is they're running two expert tournaments, the 40 point ones where you bring your own list and the, and then the top six players in those two tournaments come back Sunday for an invitational. Oh, and, that's awesome! And, yeah, and so my goal is to qualify for the Invitational. That, that if I do that, I'll be happy. Even if I finish sixth in the Invitational, mm -hmm. if I can somehow get there. So to that end, I'm playing in both expert tournaments because I'm sure I'm gonna like screw up one of them. So at, <laughs> le so at least at least I'll have the second one. You know, someone Alistair's gonna like make like a from the Discord is gonna make like a guest appearance and like like steamroll me with all of his rules. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's pull the curtain back, and it's been Michael Chanel. Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll literally be like Arya Stark after the scene in the thing. He like, <laughs> just takes off shit all, like pulls his face off, and it's just Alistair sitting there. <laughs> no, we knew it. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, so for Adepticon, I'm thinking sticking with my Lannisters. I, you know, here's the problem. Every time I read, like, you know, I heard I was pretty much going to use Lannisters. It won't be Starks. Um, I, I I know that because Brendan Tully would be the only reason I'd play the Cav uh, attachment version. Is the only reason why I'd play that because you could pretty much get through all new players. You're not going to accidentally lose one because they're not prepared for it. He just mm -hmm. runs the game. Um, right, right. It's not that he's overpowered. You just have to know how to play it. And if you don't, you just steal games away so i was going to do that because that that would just ensure that i'd be towards the top mm -hmm. uh, and it's not bad in any of it but it, but you know it just wins you games against people expecting right so i was going to do that but then now uh the february release schedule came out and it shows that neither the mountain the rides nor brendan tully will um will be available before adepticon so that means that they uh... won't be playable in tournament play Right by, uh, by right. the rules, and so so that changes. That basically excludes Stark for me. So right, and then uh, it won't be neutral. So it'll either be Night's Watch, Free Folk, or Lannisters with a heavy, probably fifty percent Lannisters, twenty-five the other two, depending now, on what I do. Is that because you uh, you know kind of figuring out each faction's identity or their mechanics, and is that really just coming down to uh, feeling of Lannister supremacy and the Lannisters have the strongest mechanic right now? Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I think it's more from my perspective. So here's here's what I do when I when I'm looking at an arm, the, the way that I kind of break it down is I say, okay, what is the quintessential Lannister unit? That's Lannister guards with the Lannister supremacy, right? They mm -hmm. define the thing. So what I'll do is I'll play a game with as many of just those units and see how it feels, see what it does, see with anything else. And, you know, the same for the Night's Watch. Night's Watch are the uh, Swarm Brothers. And, and those ones are just, that's like the unit that defines what they are. And then the Free Folk Raiders, you know, they'll be those cheap chaff units. Yep. And, and, and so what I break it down is I, I play the game with just those units and I'll, I'll just like kind of deploy with them, uh, play some matches, even just with myself to see like how the matchups are. And, 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 you know, can I get someone off the objective? And then I kind of figure out what are the problems. So Lannister guards, the problem isn't survivability, not being able to kill things, but it's dislodging a, a you know, sticky opponent. Mm -hmm. And then I, right. It, it, right? That's what Lannisters, that's what you need to plan around. So then I start thinking, okay, well, and that's not a problem for Night's Watch. Night's Watch can dislodge anyone with their units there, but their, right. prob their problem is, is they don't have any big plays. You're going to know exactly what they're doing from deployment on. You're going to run up. You're going to smash them. That's pretty much it. Maybe some little bit of gimmick, you know, trickery with the trackers. But if you get too tricky, you're running your horses up and down the field, not doing anything, and you're going to lose. <laughs> and, and so so, that, so it's I, I haven't went through the whole process because I had what I wanted. And then now that I know that the, uh, that the mountain's not going to be in there, I have to kind of rethink that because my dislodging unit was going to be uh, Casterly Rock with Mountain. Mm -hmm. and Caster, yeah and then and then cast but that falls down against vets because the castle rock alone right. aren't going to be able to do it so then you have to take two of them to dislodge it and so that's kind of what how my head thinks about these different things and so what i'm leaning on now more is the if you look at uh, a variant of chanel's pyromancer list 
with the half man where you're coming in, you're just destroying things in the middle with pyromancers and then using guards kind of coming behind to fill it. So that's mm-hmm. kind of what I'm leaning to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'd be like two pyromancers, uh, two units of guards, one with a guard captain, Tyrion in crossbows is basically the thing with, um, you know, with Varys, uh, uh, it's a little different than Chanel. Chanel uses a little, I, I think Varys is pretty much mandatory. So I do Varys and, um, uh, Pycelle. Yeah, Varus is one of my favorite NCUs too. It's just you get you get so much flexibility out of that cancellation effect, and it really can stifle what your opponent's trying to do. So I yeah, think I pick him in every time. Yeah, he's never bad. Yeah, that that's the thing with him is he's he he ranges from great when you when you're playing against Brendan. Requ- I wouldn't even say great required when you're playing some list against the deep striking unit like Brendan Tully, and to uh to to just good. But he rages. That's his range. Not, not yeah, right. it's, it, it's not. It's not great to bad. It's great to to good. It's basically where where he comes from. And I, I don't think he's required in every list. If you're running an all cav list, you don't need Varus because you're not going to do that. If if Brendan Tully's not allowed in the tournament, you don't need him. He's just good. Right. And when you make a list, are you thinking about trying to pair specific turn moments with tactics cards? Like, are you planning ahead being like, all right, so I want to get this card and save it for when my pyromancers do this? Or are you using them kind of as like a catch-all? You're just like, well, you know, when this this, this is going to help me beneficially in most ways, so I'll just do the card then. Like, um, I guess that is to say, like, in your tournament list, are you trying to pair up specific rounds and times that you want to have certain tactics cards in your hand? No, I mean, I think, uh, you know, th- th- that's a trap fall into is saying here's what i need to do i i, I need you know i win by doing abc mm-hmm. i don't really think that way because unfortunately there's probably a good player on the other side that's trying to screw you right so right. You, you know what i mean he's not going to let you just do what you want so i, I usually look for redundancy you know mm-hmm. a, a few things the reason why i love the lannister guards with the guard captain is because it takes away one half of the bad die roll costing you the game, right? Like, I, right, I feel right, like exactly. it's a dice game. You can lose the game. You lose the game on dice rolls. You can win the game on dice rolls. Most often, you don't win or lose on dice rolls. You win or lose by putting yourself in position to win or lose. Mm-hmm. But sometimes dice rolls happen. And and I remember one time in a, in a uh, beginner tournament that I had a Lannister Halberdier unit against Grey Wind. And Grey Wind tied up the Halberdier unit for four rounds. Just oh. Uh, him alone i just rolled bad every single time and and there was literally there's there's nothing you can do about that that's going to cost you the game but lannister guards make that less likely to happen because if you roll bad panic check you just kill one dude and you're and you're okay and you pass it you know so and you do some damage so i i I think that 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 i like those units that uh i'm not trying to set up one play Mm -hmm. i usually just try and play um so that I could do three or four things at any time. That's why, for instance, I right. wouldn't use. I it, notice my list. I didn't use one unit of pyromancers. The reason mm. is, is because they can get feared off the table. There's a lot right. that can happen to them. And, and here's the other thing that I think about list building too. Whenever you're like you're thinking about setting up that play, you know, a lot of people are afraid of using squishy units or like units that can get feared off the table, like crossbowmen or pyromancers. But if you notice my list, it has pyromancer, pyromancer, crossbowman. They can't fear everyone off the. Hmm. So, so, right, so there's, right. there's there's like a certain there's like a certain threshold where yeah, if I have all units of Mister Guards and one you know one unit with Tyrion Halfman in a crossbow unit, 
yeah, you're probably going to get eaten crowns the entire game like that exactly. and, have to, and have to use Varus to stop it. But what are you going to do? You're going to take you're going to take my uh, kill my pyromancers that are coming right up the gut, looking to dislodge you from the middle. Are you going to take the you know where my commander is that can shut down your tactics cards? Like, you know, there, there's just too many good targets for the resources they have to spend. So the, right. it's it's, it's kind of like once you decide to go the squishy route, just go the squishy route, and then they then it just makes them have hard choices. Because you're presenting so many threats simultaneously that you really don't give them a, an obvious answer to the question of, like, what should I go for? Right. So that's why I have two units of Pyromancer. Because I say, do pick one. Pick either Tyrion <laughs> in the Crossbowmen and get rid of my commander, or pick one of the two units across. But in no event are you not getting dislodged from No matter what you do, you better have a plan that is something other than race to the middle and sit there. <laughs> Because you will not be, I promise you one thing, you will not be there at the end of the game. Like, <laughs> you might be the other ways. I might lose the game, but you will not be sitting in the middle with a unit of flayed men holding the middle objective against my list. And so that's kind of like that, because I think you're going to see a lot of that. I think you're going to see a lot of flayed men and kind of those noob stomper kind of lists. So that's why I'm thinking something like the Pyromancers. I think that's a good meta call. Yeah, I agree. Uh, are there any units out there that you, so, you know, basically a lot of times you'll see on the forums or newer players in the Facebook group, just saying like the flayed men, it, they're just impossible. How could anyone fight against them? Like they're the best unit in the game. Do you feel like there is any unit out there that, that really skews overly powerful at the moment that doesn't maybe have obvious counters or counters at all yet? No, I don't, I don't think there's anything overpowered. I think there's units that you need to plan around. Mm -hmm. And I think flayed men are one of them. And I think Brendan Tully the attachment version. And if, for those that don't know what Brendan Tully, the attachment, you put them in Outriders, they get a free attack every time they're attacked, and he, a free retreat every time they get attacked. And he can, uh, he gets to heal. It's like one plus 1d3 wounds or something along those mm -hmm. lines. So he heals a lot. Yeah. And so the answer is you hit them, they run away, they come right back, they charge you in the flank, they hit you. So if you run like a foot slogging army, a bunch of slow, and they get the deep strike, which that means is he can, he can appear behind you in one round and that's technically his activation to do that but then he can use the it, it, he comes in before gameplay so then you can immediately take you, you you would come in whenever it's your your first player so you're going first you would put brendan tully on the table behind someone and then immediately take the uh, free charge because they get a charge if they're targeted by the maneuver zone or something along mm -hmm. those lines. Exactly. Then allow yeah. them to go. And so, so what happens is, is, is anytime their first player, he gets a free flank charge no matter where you're at. Mm -hmm. And if you can't deal with that, then he's just going to be running around behind you in your rear, just just getting the plus minus two to defense and minus that. And when you attack him, he just retreats and then charges you again, or retreats oh. and then and then hits something else and healing up while he does it. So it's really disruptive, but that's something that's disruptive. That's not a game, that's not a, like Varus completely shuts him down because what happens is, is you do that and then you take away the tactic zone and they can't do that, that maneuver. So you're basically wasted him for a minimum of like two, maybe three rounds. And that's a 10 point unit. So right. that's a big, that's, that, that's a big drawback. With so it's almost like a direct counter. So I, I don't view that as overpowered, but it's something that if you're not prepared for, it will straight up lose you the game. Same thing goes with Flayed Men. Um, and those are really the two big ones. I, I don't view Mountain That Rides. I guess you should play for Mountain That Rides in the Knights of Casterly Rock as well, because 
you know, when he's just straight deleting units, <laughs> he can just straight delete a unit. If you if you don't have like a pretty low defense save or a really really good morale, you're just he's gonna one shot yeah. your unit and then he gets overrun. He can do it again. He can delete that- good units. I'm worried. Yeah. When I'm like I'm like oh I got my free folk. Uh, I got my free folk review copy today in the mail, and I'm like oh these raiders look so good, and I'm like oh man they're they're gonna get. They're gonna. A lot of these guys are gonna die. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Like yeah. the Knights of Castle Rock and the Mountain that rides. Like they're just they'll you know off their morale fail. They'll probably all die. The yeah. damage potential on that unit is insanity. I mean, it's always gonna trigger uh, panic tests, and it's just you know, and then they're always gonna be panicked. It, it's just a crazy, crazy uh, combination. Yeah, you're I, doing I love that. It'll kill. It'll kill a giant. It'll one shot a giant. Almost guaranteed. Oof. You'd have to roll real bad to one shot to not one shot a giant because you're doing. 1d3 wounds, which is the equivalent of two to six hits, and that's just with the mountain attachment. So yeah, th- right. that's that's a, that's something that you'll uh, chase. I know you're looking forward to. Yeah, free, you're gonna learn that. You're, you're gonna hate playing against Master because I'll be I'll be messaging you, being like, "Hey, yeah. how do I deal with like cavalry or uh, <laughs> things like that?" Because I got this slow, numerous army, but it's getting mulched. Yeah, well, the the so here's the ba- I mean, here's the thing. So. Uh, what I think about the free folk that I love is that the free folk don't even have to. You just try and move things off the objective through through the you know the and maybe these rules will be clarified the in 50%. the future. Yeah, but right now you can move people off the objectives. You don't even, like how frustrating would that be? Like the way that I'm thinking Congo about line it, conveyor belt. <laughs> yeah, like, like I'm thinking like 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 the best part. So this is like what I was doing at deployment uh, practice. At some point I was like, this is just, I just need to step away. Cause I'm getting like too dumb with it. But like, if you just deploy like two units of free folk, like side by side with the back unit, like, and I'll send you a diagram, but like a slightly off to the side. And then you charge a unit that's on, that, that's on an objective. You can use your first unit to like, like act as that you can't line up. So you slide them off the objective. And then if you put a raid captain in that first, then you can just maneuver oh onto the objective. Yeah, in the same activation. <laughs> oh my can, god! You can take the objective from them and flank them all in the same turn. Oh and, and that's my like with the, god! And that's like with a seven-point unit. So it's it, it, <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that makes me want to play free folk. It's not the giants. I just want a horde of these other units so I can do like kind of dick things like that too. And, uh, <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah. You have a unit of vets, and here's the funny thing: is free folk are bad, but it's still going to take probably two rounds for something that's not like the mountain ride to get through them. And so, mm-hmm. when you think about that, there's only six rounds in the game, and so for three points, and, and the first two are pretty much just positioning. So there's really only four heavy combat rounds, and you're thinking three points ties them up for two of it. That's a huge, huge bonus. Like a lot of people are just misreading or, or just looking past that with free focus even if they don't do anything just right. locking up a, if you yeah. unit for two rounds is huge yeah man i'm i'm super excited yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of fun for sure yeah well uh so any thoughts on a uh, a sample list that you might recommend for people or uh just in general to play any 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 uh thoughts on things like that yeah, I mean, I guess for the for Lannisters, you know, what what I would do is I would take um, a unit of if, if I was a new player just getting into the game and I wanted to see what everything happened. I told you once, play a couple games with just all guards. Then I would say mm-hmm, your yeah. second thing to do is throw in, uh, play with guards mostly, and throw in Knights of Casterly Rock, 
and um and 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 then um just like um three ncus and, and see how that feels because that's kind of sure. the other end of the spectrum are you saying like using like the high sparrow like yeah, as a commander yeah, to you? Yeah, 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 yeah. So do do that, and then that gives you kind of your your parameters for the Lannisters, and I would do that for all of them, right? Like all the different things, and I think that'll give you a good way to kind of um, I don't know, it, it'll give you a good sense for if you were just starting out playing the game, what to do, and 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 give you teach you the basics of how to win with that army, because mm-hmm. if you try and win with a Lannister army the same way that the Night's Watch army. Um, uh, it wins, you're, you're, you're just going to lose. You got to win a different way, which is why the game's good, to be honest. Uh, and if you don't feel like doing it, if you don't feel like doing it, just take Night's Watch, a bunch of Swarm Brothers, because it's always going to be good. You don't need to do any tricks. You don't know anything to math in your favor. <laughs> and just take that. And, right. and it's not that it's easy mode. It's just you, you can learn the intricacies of other armies by playing them. And then you can focus more on what they're doing rather than what you're doing. You can focus on the little things like like positioning and understanding how the objective works and whether to stack objectives or or spread them out, you know, to paste on your opponent. It's just, it's just simple. I'm a big fan of simplifying the game when you're just starting out so that you can, um, so that you can kind of eliminate points of failure because it's not going to be your build. If you take all Swarm Brothers, I promise you, you're not losing because your units are bad. You're, it's their right. they're good units. It's just you know it's positioning. So now uh, I prepared done a little um, kind of a quick fire round, if you will. <laughs> so what I was gonna do is I'm I'm gonna say a, a word or a phrase, and you just say the first word that comes to mind. Oh, this is gonna be good. I love this. Game. <laughs> <laughs> I love this game. <laughs> All right, here we go. So starting right. So this is gonna be like kind of bam, bam, bam. Ready? Yeah. Scorpion crew. Shit. <laughs> oh. oh my god sorry i have to recover from that one all right uh lannister supremacy win varus acquired maester aemon overrated oh. giants cool yeah on that rides badass <laughs> all right and alistair thorne Love him. Love him. I don't understand them, but I love that guy. And one thing, undisputed, I don't even try and guess rules anymore. I just invoke the power. So for those that don't know, Alice Thorne's a guy that's on uh, the Discord, uh, a kind of a surly guy, like his namesake, uh, but, <laughs> but knows the rules and, and can seemingly has like his his mind's eye with Shinal when it comes to the game designers when it comes to rules interpretation because half the time I don't it's like some foreign language speaker that's like writing in English and I don't even <laughs> understand what the question is and like Alistair like nails the answer like and they're just right. so yeah he 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 knows his stuff on the no doubt about it. <laughs> well, I've seen you guys yeah I've seen you guys chatting back and forth in the Discord many a time it's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, he's got a he's got a definitely unique uh, way about him, but he's, <laughs> I think he's like you know he's like a drill sergeant. You know, he wants to break you down to build you. Yeah, he's a good guy. <laughs> when yeah. I first when I first joined the discard, I thought he was role playing. Like I thought he was like, trying to be <laughs> Alistair Thorne. I, I think and he kind of like, is. is really, oh, maybe, maybe <laughs> it is. Okay. <laughs> I mean, kind of. I think he's oh, he's typecast. He's typecast. <laughs> but I feel like he relishes the role, though, right? He, he loves does. He's he's. He, I, I would say this. I take him in any community that I'd be a part of, even if I don't agree with him all the time. I, <laughs> I like I, I I like folks like that that really uh that are that are passionate. Definitely very engaged. 
And I think I saw there was some talk about maybe trying to compile uh, some additional like organization of like FAQ information. Yeah, I I, I think what you know, there's so many questions. Some of them, and that's what people. It, it the problem is there are some good. Look, these games are iterative. They they always take a little bit of time to kind of. And and this game, the part where there's the most ambiguity is the movement charging engagement system. It's, it's, it's 90% of the time it's spot on, but maybe even 95, but 5% it is, it feels, I always use the term janky. It feels Uh, gamey. It feels a little squirrely. Yeah. Like, 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 and I always look at it as like, if you're, if you're making this a spectator sport, like, and and think of football, professional football, you, you, you see like, is this a catch? Is this not a catch? Like, and you see how many iterations it goes through changes year after year the movement system is a little bit like that if you're just someone that doesn't know the game and you're watching you might be thinking like what just happened there they're moving trays and you're moving the vendor and that's you know and so i understand some of that's required and i think that it's going to get a lot better but there's just some some rules to um to to kind of go through there so i think that i i think the faq will help with some of those things and just get consensus as to how it should be interpreted uh, but I, I think there's going to be an official one cleaning up a lot of that stuff. I think Perfect. that's going to come out sooner rather than later, like in the next couple of weeks. And hopefully we won't need it then. But if we do, having a resource just where kind of the community thinks, look, this is what we think it means. There's no official answer. Because even Michael said, and, and to his credit, you know, he's answering questions sometimes in a vacuum, sometimes quickly. And just because he answers something on the forum post doesn't mean that it's not going to get changed or you're not going to do something that that later on. By the time it makes the official FAQ, it's going to go there. And so you kind of use that as like a, pre- a present sense impression of the designers, but it's not definitive. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you, you're kind of left at a spot where there's some big questions that happen a lot and keep coming up. And as a player, you're like, well, what do we do? There's no real official word for it. Uh, but that said, it's a relatively minor group of things that are like that. Most of the stuff are in the rule book. And so if you're finding yourself saying, man, the rules don't cover anything, you're probably just not reading the rule book. <laughs> right. it's, a pretty, it's a pretty small handful of things that, that kind of creep through. But, um, you know, and the problem is they get more significant the better players there are, right? So right. because, yeah. like, I design lists, I try to break the game. Whenever I do. Like, my goal is to break the game every list I make so that I can win. <laughs> like, that's what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. And so, so whenever you have people thinking that way, obviously the minor flaws become major. It seems like it seems like the the tournament, like the the rules as written right now, uh, especially regarding movement, is is I think we like we back on one of our original podcasts, like one of the first couple, we said like you know they weren't quite ready for prime time. I think that they're totally adequate for the you know sort of the casual game, but then when it gets to that higher level, you know, with people like yourself that are really going for like the ultimate minutia of a very specific case. Uh, and, and it's just, it's, I think it's still a little bit slippery sometimes, you know, what the interpretation would be on whether a unit can charge, you know, how it's going to line up, you know, who has to move to whom, yeah. uh, you know, when it's an illegal charge, if it's set back a little between two units, is it, is that a legal charge, you know? Um, yeah. I, I think a lot of that's going to go away in the next couple of weeks, certainly before the con. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this new fact that comes out will, will resolve a lot of those. And um, and and they know uh, these guys are smart guys. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm really impressed with the way that this game's designed and kind of how it's 
Um, and a little bit of jankiness is good, right? Because that right. separates the great players from the bad players. It's just when you're doing stuff ridiculous, that's like, you're like, what? Like, that's the stuff that you want to try and enter out. A little bit of jankiness, that's where skill comes in. And you want that. that that's what makes a game endearing. Um, you know, but but yeah, I think that uh, I think that a lot of the stuff that people are, one, I think it's not as big of issues people make it out to be unless you intentionally try and make it an issue. And right. then two, even if you do, it's still, you know what to do. It just feels weird doing it. <laughs> is is, is right. the issue. Right. So hopefully that, that'll get into that. Yeah, that's the part is like some of it was felt, it can feel a little counterintuitive to a newer player. And that's why I think yep. it'd be nice to have that sort of flow chart or something that would just, you know, clearly describe some of these, you know, kind of situations just to make it clear. Right, right. You know, I think one thing that would be really helpful and I know they were talking about this in the same context as the FAQ is really listing out the triggers and describing to people what they mean, because yeah. uh, a lot of people, it's not that they don't understand, they don't understand how precise the trigger drafted. And so they read something like after the attack roll and they're like, well, what do you mean after the attack roll? When after the attack roll? And they don't realize that, um, or it says after attack dice are rolled, that in the rule book, like resolving an attack, like step, you know, one or two or whatever it is, rolling right. attack dice. And so what they mean by that is immediately after that part of the step of the rule book. It's not generally after attack dice are rolled. And so I yeah. think that causes a lot of confusion. And that's something that you're not going to get an official fact about because it's it's clear. Once you know that that's how to interpret it. Right. So the problem is, is that's that's going to be up to the community to educate its player base about how the precision of those, of those kind of triggers and that. So that's something that hopefully we'll be able. That's what I'll be campaigning for in the FAQ. Nice, the unofficial one. <laughs> well, you know what? Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And uh, any any uh, shout outs you want to give here before we wrap things up? Do uh, you know what? Just, I just want to get one thing on the table. And uh, uh, no, I'm just joking. I really love it. Uh, you see that? Uh, that was my shout out. It's subtle. Uh, but no, I, uh, I, I love what you guys are doing here. Uh, having the pleasure of meeting you guys in real life and uh, really, really good group. Really, I know that, um, that you know, the, the viewership is not in the tens of thousands, millions right now, but I'm absolutely confident that if you keep doing what you're doing, uh, you'll be able to, uh, 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 to 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 be the name of game, not only for this game, but uh, for for other games. You guys got a great rapport together. You guys are fun to listen to. You have very soothing, um, very nice voices. I mean, I can't go on enough about how much I love Chase and Josh. So that's the only shout out I'll give. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're definitely we're definitely gonna have to have you come back on after Adepticon. And let us know how it goes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll keep posted on a Discord, but I'd love to give you a breakdown after it and tell you, you know, I can even, we can maybe even, I'll, I'll give you a call or something we can talk about after day one, who made it to the 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 uh, the Sunday yeah. event and then day two, right and kind of give you like, you know, just so you could do like a, uh, a front know. lines. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and then, right. and, of, and then of course, you know, we hope you get your miniatures on, on the, the table. table. <laughs>